Hi, I'm Frankie Frayne, and I've been making movies since I was a kid. I've made three low-budget feature films of varying success, and I went to film school. Twice. For better or worse, I've developed a science for completing feature-length projects on Pocket Change, and it has a lot to do with the kinds of conversations you'll hear on this podcast with teachers, friends, and artists. You don't have to pay 40 grand a year for bad advice. This is Discount Film School. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm speaking with Stefan at the Sydney Underground Film Festival. Uh, this motherfucker was nice enough to allow me to show my film to a bunch of really fucked up freak Aussies. Um, and it was it is by far the best screening we've had, um, may ever have. And, and I've, I'm internally grateful to this man for, uh, for giving us some exhibition time. So welcome, Stefan. Oh, thank you. Um, thanks for having me. But um, I mean, thank you for the film. The film was phenomenal, like um, what you guys achieved. And I heard a rumor that it was on $2,000. Yeah, yeah, we made that movie for nothing. Fucking hell, <laughs> yeah. two thousand bucks. That's that's one of the. I mean, that has to be the best film I've ever seen for two thousand oh, bucks. Thank you. Like, it was we. Uh, it was a sixteen day shoot as well. Sixteen is yeah, that all? Yeah, really short. But we had two wow. two cameras, so we shot with two seven Ds and it was just like picking it all off. And when uh, when one DP couldn't make it, the other one took over, and they were just really in sync. And um, so yeah, th- I think that's how we were able to get that done. A lot of rehearsal time. Rehearsal came in big time for that movie. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a series of eight weekends, just bang, 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 and then I edited for a really long time, and we went back and kind of refined a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> when when we were doing the screening, the um, for me the highest compliment I could ever be paid is to to announce the budget and get an applause because in the past my experience has always been you know if you tell people, especially if you tell them the budget before they've seen the movie, they're gonna like they're gonna be like oh I better not go see it because yeah. it's gonna I know exactly what it's gonna be yeah and um, so for a while I had considered just lying about the budget yeah You're like yeah you know we raised two hundred and fifty thousand dollars you know it was door to door I got a few grants <laughs> and uh, and then people will fucking watch it yeah, because it's yeah. all about that preconception going in it's pretty crazy because I mean that that had production values of like 500,000 plus, you know, and, um, uh, yeah, and you're right, people just sort of tend to ignore low budget stuff, um, but it just does go to And the weird, the weird part though is that like, it's, I see a lot of people, um, scrambling to raise a few hundred thousand dollars to make their film and, and there's, I, I, I find there's two issues with that. One is that once you're spending a certain amount of money, you're spending more amount of money. like you, you yeah. it's that's going to be get new costs yeah. if you stay right under that threshold you can kind of keep everything yeah just about free with the exception of of um of equipment really most of which in our case was was social capital that guy's got this yeah. like this was just bought by an audio guy yeah. and um and now we run around with it but uh but yeah to 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 have your crowd be like oh yeah and then i of course i realized right afterwards oh it's a bunch of film students and it's people who are looking at these movies going, well, what's possible for me? Yeah. Which reminds me back when I watched Troma and I watched indie films way back when it, it wasn't so much about the movies themselves. It was about, oh, I could, maybe I could do that. Yeah. Does that count as a movie? If that counts, then I can do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's always been the highest compliment is when I, if, if, if I can ever inspire others to start creating, for sure. Well, it's something that in this country, um, uh, in this country, it's looked down upon. Is it? Um, yeah, there's this there's this um, culture of government funding, um, and I mean I've seen like like terrible filmmakers get like you know two million, three million to make films that weren't even a quarter of the quality of yours. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and um, 
so so there's this um there is this notion like w- what I like to call your film um I like to categorize it as uh, professional guerrilla filmmaker mm, mm. Uh, yeah. filmmaking um That's accurate I would say. Yeah. Mm. Um and in this country uh especially in this country um because they're so protective over what little industry they have they hate guerrilla filmmakers. So um you know there's only a handful of film festivals that show guerrilla filmmaking stuff um uh, and that's like you know um, ourselves and Perth Revelation and Melbourne occasionally, mm-hmm. um, Melbourne Underground, Brisbane Underground maybe, but there's not many. So um, is that do you attract that the audience that's yearning for that stuff because everybody else kind of shoves it away? Yeah, because there's no there's no place for exhibition. Right. Um, yeah, we're one of the the sort of um, prime places where people can see actual indie, you know, that guerrilla professional mm-hmm. guerrilla sort mm-hmm. of um, stuff that. And they don't restrict themselves on content and stuff. Because if you're making a film for three million, you're funded by the Australian government. There's no way you could put a toe in the ass in, right, in right, that right. Like, Yeah. So let's do that. So let's rewind the clocks a little bit. Let's go back to young Stefan. <laughs> not that he's not young now, but um, but you're a filmmaker. Yeah. E- even though you're doing the thing that all of us should be doing, which is exhibiting each other's stuff, um, you are a filmmaker. Yeah. So when did that begin? Um, that began when I did my PhD. My uh, I was doing my PhD, my first film. It was an experimental feature, um, uh, and um, and that was um, same sort of thing. Made it on you know something like eight thousand um, dollars. It was sixteen millimeter oh, as wow. well. So so basically the cost was the film and the processing. So, so it was like indie nineties. I'm take. I, I take um, it. No, it was actually two thousand and. Four that I started. Oh, okay, so, so it was so completed a little bit 2006. post Dogma '95. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but the thing looks like it was meant to look like it was from like 1970s. So, um, um, like a 1970s sort of Australian exploitation sort of. Film. I mean, were you a you know? Did you grow up on exploitation films or? Um, yeah, I, I really actually yeah, no, I did, but not Australian exploitation mm. stuff. Uh, uh, more American exploitation, yeah. So um, lots of that grindhouse stuff, lots of the eighties horror stuff. Um, uh, and the first film uh, was kind of like a Stan Brackage meets um, you know Toby Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so what 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 was it that was there a certain movie or a certain director that was like oh you know something I'm going to pick up a camera because I I bet you I could do that. Um, I really did like um, David Lynch yeah. at that time. So um, so the, the film reflects that. It's a little Lynchian and creepy and atmospheric and stuff, very Twin Peaks-ish. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so uh, early on it was David Lynch and Cronenberg. And um, uh, th- though, I mean, Lynch started more indie, so um, Razorhead really influenced me. Yeah. Um, uh, He's one of those directors that that spawned a thousand directors, you know, he's, yeah. he's one of those guys that so many of his fans are filmmakers. And I, th- I, I love that. You yeah. know, I, I want to be that guy too, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Well, um, well, I think he can. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but yeah, um, so that's where it began. And then the second film, uh, we shot on 35 in HD and it was near the Arctic circle. Um, uh, and the budget for that was ten grand, and mm. that was basically flights. <laughs> um, yeah, um, flights because even accommodation we were put up in the town, we were billeted in the town. Locations were all town folk, um, so super indie, super guerrilla like that. Never got permission for anything. Actually, our version of permission was 
um, because we were lazy producers as well, we just went straight to the mayor or straight someone went, can we do this? And they're like, yeah, sure. And it's like, all right, we got permission then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, This is my experience to a T, by the way. It's it's amazing what you what people will say yes to. You yeah. just have to ask. Be yeah. brave enough to ask. Now, so you were a producer-director? Um, writer? Uh, it was producer, writer, director, but really like Kath did the bulk of the producing. Um, so Kath is the is the uh, the other programmer and and yeah. uh, founder of the festival. That's correct. So yeah. we I was I I tried to get but there's some uh, she's preparing for the closing party tonight and she's running around like she's been running around all week. Yeah. Uh, she was very sweet to us. She she was the first person I talked to when we got accepted oh, cool. and she was like, "Yeah, come out. We'll put you up and stuff." And I was just like, "Oh my god, really? You actually put us up?" Cuz that's almost unheard of back, oh, really? back yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously travel. That's the least we can do if you guys make the trip out here. <laughs> it's it's just been the coolest I, I i never have been treated like this so it's amazing oh cool um and then shortly at, so you're you're also a teacher yeah that's correct at sydney college of the arts and sydney film school as when well. did when did that start um that started uh, actually it was around 2004 around the same time uh because part of your phd they mm -hmm. try and make you teach um uh, it's not it's an informal sort of thing so but they kind of want you to teach a class or two so that's when it began yeah. it's not quite like that uh for well for film education it's not quite like that in the states and as much as they've at this point they've kind of separated out the two terminal degrees where there's the mfa masters of fine arts and there's or somebody yesterday said masters of fuck all which I like. <laughs> um and there's a and there's phd and the phd people are going to be teaching media criticism they're going to be teaching theory right. Um, they're they're going to be writing books. They're not going to be making anything. Yeah. They're going to push. They're going to push makers to write about their stuff. Yeah. But they're going to be writing about stuff. Well, the degree that I did was a very unique one. It was half half. Mm. So uh, I still had to write a six. 60,000 word thesis as well as make and then a produce film. something. Yeah. yeah, and so so they have a real focus on making and uh, criticism as well. So mm. or, th or theorizing or whatever. So yeah. Um, so I kind of enjoyed that. Um, and that's how, I guess that was the segue into exhibition because, you know, I knew the production side and knew, well, was confident in the theoretical side. So, um, you know, when you get some interview trying to defend like Doodleburger or whatever, like, yeah, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you can sit there and talk, talk about what Doodleburger is for those who don't know. Um, well, he's, uh, is an Australian, um, internet sensation, uh, where he takes, um, uh, there's this show that's been running for like 25 years or something called Home and Away, and it's just really iconic Australian soap opera, which is really terrible acting yeah. and really terrible storylines. We have and, our share. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but everyone loves it. I don't know why everyone still watches it every day. But this And the main character is kind of revered and held up in yeah, high, high he, esteem. He's like a, one of Australia's heroes right now. And, he, <laughs> you know, he won a Logie, which is our version of like, I don't know, the Academy Awards or some mm -hmm. crap. And, um, uh, I think it's the older generations that kind of hold him up. Like, exactly, like he's what Australia sh Australia should be. Or yeah, something like well, that. he's like the you know this emotionally crippled guy that sort of um, calls everyone a mongrel and you yeah. know stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, Doodleburger takes his character called <laughs> Alf Stewart and turns him into like uh, a psychopath with a rape dungeon and that skins babies and stuff. <laughs> what was it? What's what's the main? What's the t-shirt line? If there were t was a t-shirt, something uh, was a bite me cunt or oh no, um, eat a dick cunt. <laughs> yeah, <Something. laughs> eat a dick cunt. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> uh, they were brilliant. We we were at the screening last night and 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 uh, Sydney Underground screened kind of one of these videos after another. 
And uh, it was brilliant. I mean, it was just everybody's cracking up. And it was really great to see you guys brought him out. You yeah. tracked him down. So yeah. the, the, the internet creator. Yeah, yeah, which is funny because he was actually all over the news and stuff, but no one could get hold of him because mm. he didn't want to, he knew that it was negative publicity, so he didn't want to come out. And when we were, hit him up with this festival proposition, um, first he had to work out whether it was legit or not. And yeah. That's um, what I love. He, he had a guardedness. Like, is this okay? Like, this is, this is something that I do anonymously on the internet. And to bring that into a movie theater and put him on a stage was that kind of flips that, yeah. that discourse. You know what I mean? For sure. And, um, and it was really fun to kind of watch him slowly open up to that and, and, and embrace like, Hey, I have a whole room full of people laughing. I've produced stuff for the net as well. And you never, you know, it's, it's, it's just not intended, intended for a live audience. And when it plays to one, it's crazy. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, um, uh, you know, we're big fans of cinema. So, um, and cinema for us, um, a prime element is um, community, the community of sitting, you know, next to someone and laughing together and yeah. sharing yeah. together. And um, definitely. So, and the internet always threatens that or, mm -hmm. or traditionally is seen as threatening that. Um, and we're trying to go against that and go, well, actually, can help it. We can. And and I think Doodleburger was a and this is the first year we've ever done anything like this. But uh, we kind of have to embrace new uh, mediums and um, new infrastructure. So yeah, I, I I thought it was a brilliant way to do it. Oh, just okay. literally, just show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just put it up on a screen and and bring him out to you mm -hmm. know yeah. um, encounter these people and um, you know have a chat to them and uh, which ended up the, the Q and A ended up being almost as good as the screenings in yes. a way yeah so it was, it was comical and yeah. yeah yeah and fast paced the way it, it almost felt to me like a comment board yeah yeah know, yeah just yeah, the way it really would have been point. on it yeah, yeah on a YouTube page oh, I didn't uh, think of that yeah yeah well it just kind of the nature of it it just kind of evolved that way um, so so at this point you've got your PhD. You've produced now two features. Uh, it's actually three. At this point, three. Uh, yeah, I just shot a zombie film for a thousand bucks. Oh wow, good for you. <laughs> that that's so. That's something we should talk about. Is because I my first feature was, well, I wrote it when I was like fourteen, and I then continued to produce it and and finally finished it like six years later. And it was one of those experiences where it was like, it doesn't really matter what the content is. What matters is that I finish this, which is what sexually frank is really about with yeah. the the toe in the ass stuff, and um. Uh, it was, you know, as a young person, it was like, I'm going to die if I don't make this movie. You watch the movie, you're like, why did you have to get that out? And it, was like, <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't the content that needed to come out. It was the, it was the effort. Yeah. You know, it was making something that needed to come out. And, um, but what, what everybody was always kind of stood in awe of was like, well, it's a feature. Why, why did you do a feature? Like, why wouldn't you test the fucking water and like make a short or something? And, I was like, you know, honestly, I think I was just too naive and stupid to know it was impossible. I, I, I think I watched features and I said, a movie is an hour and a half, so yeah. my movie will be an hour and a half. And it was only through trial and error and suffering through all the shit that can happen across making a movie that did I learn, you know, it was my film school, really. Yeah, well, that's a really good point. Um, that was the same with um, us going, well, the first feature, but even the second one, going to the Arctic Circle. Like, who the fuck wants to go to the Arctic like, Circle? Like, what inspired that? What, what, what brought you out there? Um... Uh, we had made a first feature and we kind of got addicted to to that adrenaline and the pain because there's a lot of yeah suffering and pain yeah. and it's it's like Stockholm syndrome you're at the other end and you're like missing it for some weird reason yeah um, so yeah so we we forgot the birthing pains of that and <laughs> um, and we went oh yeah like um, you know I want to make this film where um, <laughs> lots of nudity and northern lights you know, there's lots of because it was about affect and beauty and mm. ugliness and the rest mm -hmm. of it and. Uh, 
So we thought, you know, it's about extremes. So let's go to an extreme place um, and we can film the Northern Lights as well and stuff. And um, yeah, and we made this decision and um, yeah, we only had like, at the time we only had six grand and um, yeah, it's just, it was just, it's the craziest, stupidest thing. We were scheduling miracles, like no word of a lie. We were like, all right, so we'll fly in here. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll build this crane head back in Australia so we can take that in pieces. And then we'll go to a, surely there's an industrial estate in Whitehorse. And, um, then we'll find a piece of aluminium, just scrap aluminium somewhere that's like three meters long. And we'll use that to finish off the crane. So we were scheduling this shit oh and it actually happened. Like that's when we were kind of going, all right, this is creepy. We just found a three meter long piece of yeah. aluminium in industrial estate. Like we had no way of knowing We can this. do fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the money not required. We'll yeah. just find miracles laying around on the, on the ice. But every, if we didn't even have our lead actress till the day before we were about to shoot. So we were just going ahead with the schedule didn't even find the lead and stuff and um a lot of finger crossing yeah well it just kind of we just what we realized that it's a it's a beast of its own and when you have like you know 20 or 30 people that are believing in this beast it sort of just becomes its own thing and it will happen and as long as you're willing um that there's well as long as your our rule was that there's no turning back there's no option to not finish this. Yes. So one way or another, we have oh, to finish this. Oh, you're talking this. my language. Yeah, yeah. So, and once you start that ball rolling, there's no, you find ways. Like, it's just survival. What yeah. I find is that it, the, the confidence of the people that are ultimately responsible for completing it is everything. Because, you know, it, it, going back to that first movie I made, no matter how juvenile and stupid, and the weird part is people like this movie, but, <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm a different Frankie looking back at it going like, what the fuck was that kid doing? But... It's just standing on the shoulders of your own work, being like, I complete something. I make movies. Yeah. I know a lot of film students. Uh, not all of them make movies. Yeah. And if you can, if you show people a train that moves and gets to its destination, they'll want to hop on. Yeah. And, and every subsequent film, every time I've completed a new project, people have been like, hey, if you ever need anyone to yeah. work on it, because they just want to kind of be part of something. Yeah, and they yeah. know that if, they're, if they jump on, they're like, well, Frankie's going to finish it one way or another, and there's, it's going to be a successful experience. And I think they're actually always a little surprised by just how low-key the, the productions are, yeah. and just how sh- kind of short and small they are. Yeah, yeah, that's... Um- you know, getting back to what you were saying before about it being a film school, um, I remember in Canada where I shot this um, this film near the Arctic Circle, um, I had similar, very similar responses from local filmmakers that I did in Australia when I made my films. And they're, they're basically calling me an exploitation filmmaker because yeah. I'm not paying people and stuff. And, um, you know, why don't you refine your scripts? Why don't you wait... For so exploitation in the sense of you're you're exploiting the people that work for you, yeah. or, or you have exploitative material in your films. No, uh, in the sense of exploiting people okay. for their work, um, uh, which is well, quite that's a, me all over then. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the thing. I think America understands this mm. idea of independent filmmaking, whereas in Australia and Canada they're very similar. They have uh, very reliant on government funding. Mm. So, and there's this whole mentality of like if you're an independent or a guerrilla filmmaker, you threaten the industry that exists because mm-hmm. if people work for free for you then what's the motivation for them to get paid or what's the motivation yeah. for any filmmaker to pay anyone? Yeah. Then? Um, so, um, so there was this mentality, but um, what's interesting, my response to her, I thought about it for a second. I went, well, hang on a sec. If you look at my first couple of films, they're pieces of shit really like why well, don't like them you know um <laughs> somebody likes them just so, like somebody, yeah it's uh, the same thing with me yeah uh, i'm like um look i needed to go through that just mm-hmm. to do it because my medium is feature 
films. My medium's not short films. My me- medium is not, um, you know, internet stuff. Um, my medium is uh, a 90-minute yep. film, and I have to learn the art of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to keep making them. Develop too. So, all the scars, yeah. all the calluses. And, yeah. and, I mean, I really didn't totally understand characters and dialogue and, and narrative structure till about my the third feature. I think now I'm starting to understand it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and, and I would be fucked if I was like, had, had an investor that had like two million bucks in this thing that I had no idea what I'm, I was I'm doing. You. I'm with you. <laughs> and, it, and it really makes me, uh, it makes me wonder. We have, um, I don't know if you guys have it, Kickstarter. Oh, are, yeah, are you familiar yeah. with this? Yeah. So, so for those who aren't, it's um, it's essentially a, a, a fundraising strategy where the, it's a website where you can um, you can ask people to submit uh, donations for prizes. Like you'll get it's, it's really at the end of the day you're prepaying for the DVD. The yeah. kind of the kind of revenue you would get out of the movie by making it. You're just asking people, hey, pay now so I can do it later. But I I, I have a little bit of an issue with it on a number of levels. Not with the website itself, but with the way it's used typically. Sure. One being, I'm a little bummed out that I I felt we were really close to being able to make movies for free, to really kind of liberate the medium so that uh, you can express yourself with a camera for free. I thought that would really kind of liberate the the medium, and now you have this thing that's like, uh, here's a quick way to make money, which which makes everybody, especially those who are inexperienced, go, oh, I, I can't. I can't make the movie until I have those yeah. funds. I need permission to well, make the movie. It's reinforcing that that sort of um, yeah that industry mentality yes. and. Um, so I think that's the biggest hurdle you're going to get is this idea of, um, yeah, like uh, that industry thing where it's like, well, you need to pay for everything because what you're talking about is very idealistic. And yeah. um, I, I mean, I like that. I, I'm very idealistic mm-hmm. too. But, um, and, and, um, and I think like really your your approach of just, just let's get this fucking done. Yeah. Like it's it's really that simple. It's like there's no excuses. Like. You know, people love to make excuses. I don't have money. I don't have an actress. I don't have this. I got a friend who um, will remain, uh, will remain nameless. Yes. Um, but um, this person made a very successful film and went to Sundance with it. Um, uh, late nineties, I think, mid to late nineties. Um, uh, you know, did a road trip with. Herzog and everything. Um, now you know who you are if you're listening. But, uh, <laughs> um, um, and um, never made a film since. Has it's been like 15 years? And it's because of the expense of the first one, or not just rewriting mm-hmm. and and because they were in that mentality. Oh, yeah. well, they're in that mentality of I can't make a film till I get Until. X amount yeah. or whatever. And we're talking about like because that person's script is like. Um, like like a fifteen million dollar budget. Yeah, it's like I uh, don't know with the recession and everything if you're ever going to get to make Forget this. It. You know, so how how much is it of it is is fear of um or or, or tr- at least in America it's a real trust of the dollar. It's a real trust of like th- that which I pay for. Uh, like will ensure quality. You know, so if I pay for an actor, I'm getting a good actor, as opposed to being like no. You can sit down with any random person, have them audition, and then you can determine if they're a good actor or not. Yeah. And money doesn't even have to enter into it. You know, I, I, for me, it was like if I can just separate myself from the money side of this, I'm going to be a lot better off. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, uh, I think um, depending on what your long term vision is, like, or what your long term plan is, like. Let's say if I wanted to be part of the established Australian film industry, yeah, um, the way I make films is the way that I'll never be part of it. You right. know what I mean? So, um, 
So there are certain protocols to follow once you have an established infrastructure. So, um, you know, if you want to work for a studio, um, you know, I don't know how it works in the US, but I'm assuming that a studio would be looking for certain types of things, you know, that, you know, you may have like, and producing uh, in terms of money as well, raising money well, for the you, production. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what would happen. They would, they would say, they would look, let's say that they liked Sexually Frank for some crazy reason. And they, they, they would go... Um, Okay, he's got a unique voice. He obviously knows how to get performances. He can uh, he can really squeeze a dime. Um, let's hire that guy to make our next movie. Oh, okay. and, and, and we like him because he has a unique voice. But the first thing they would do is take away my voice. Oh right, that, right. You know they they oh, say that's... we hired him because he's because he's good and he proved himself on <laughs> his own. But um, we don't put toes and asses in yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the first thing. Yeah, right. So that's kind of how that works typically. And that story has been told many many times. Where people on people on YouTube have gotten have gotten deals and have gotten shows, and people on Twitter have gotten shows. And yeah, right. So yeah, that's really interesting because uh, here, I mean, here we don't really we don't have studios. Full stop. I, I think a lot of Americans assume that we just export all of our media and you just watch all of our stuff. <laughs> so, 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 so talk, is there like a studio system? Um, uh, no, uh, it's all government based. Um, it's, um, mostly government, but it's basically Australia is just independent filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all independents cause it's not connected to a studio and which is, that's why I find ironic that that ain't like, um, guerrilla sort of, uh, style stuff. That that's um, dissuaded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, so, uh, yeah, pretty much everyone's independent. And then they try and get their projects funded by this government organization called Screen Australia, um, who are really conservative and um, and have this ridiculous view of what Australia is and mm-hmm. try to uphold this like ridiculous notion of what Australia should be. Um, and even when they're edgy, it's still ridiculous. Mm. Um, they'll fund like some... Uh, organized crime sort of thing and it's just so yeah ridiculous um they like really wasn't even like that (laughs) um yeah but uh so that's that's the main way to get um money up um the other way is we have distributors so lots of distributors which a lot of them are just american um uh american companies that started uh their little things here so they can kind of colonize our our, um, sorry, I don't mean to, but it's the way it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so American studios um, uh, and distributors um, set up companies here that basically it's just used as an infrastructure to send stuff down from America to here to yes. the screens. Um, so if you could, if you're lucky enough to get one of those on board um, before you go into production, um, they'll throw a bit of money at it. And once they throw a bit of money at it, Screen Australia will throw money at it. Um, so they front up a bit of money, Screen Australia fronts up a bit of money, uh, and you'll have a private investor. So it usually works in that trinity, distributor, Screen Australia, and some sort of private money. Somewhere. And if you're an exhibitor, which you at this point are, very much so, with the, with the festival, what's the relationship, what, what's the festival's relationship to Screen Australia? Ah, that's a really good question. Um, uh, Screen Australia funds some festivals, um, and it used to be an open funding thing where you just apply um, and um, it would be like you had to operate for three years before you could apply. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were asking money for three years and they're like, no, you have to reach that third year. The minute we reached the third year, they shut that mm-hmm. and went, I'm sorry, we just have to invite you now. So if they invite you to apply for funding, oh wow, then um, so, and what that means... There's no reaching out to them. Not It's anymore. a one-way 
yeah, they, they reach out to you yeah. if they want you. And, um, and basically, yeah, then once they give you funding, then you start screening their stuff or else they're going to get the shits. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the background politics and no one likes to admit to, but that's, um, uh, it's very incestuous. Mm -hmm. So we have, um, we have this big film school called Afters. That film school, um, if you look at, um, uh, who gets funding from Screen Australia? It's mostly people from Afters. Afters is funded by the government. Um, Screen Australia is funded by the government. Um, we have these AFI awards, Australian Film Industry Awards. If you look at most of the people who get awards from that are from Afters and mm -hmm. have been screened at, um, you know, Sydney Film Festival and have been funded by Screen it's Australia. A it's a total bubble. Total bubble. It's yeah. just like a set-up infrastructure. Yeah. And if you're an indie outside of that, you're pretty much <laughs> fucked. Just one hermetic se <laughs> yeah. hermetically sealed circle jerk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, And and all the stuff that comes out is just conservative shit. Yeah. Like, yeah um, I'm sorry. I've not seen a good Australian film in a long fucking time. Um, and you, th you, you think know, that has a lot to do with that structure, keeping, absolutely. keeping originality out. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm just going to be totally fucking crass and be hated by everyone in the Australian film industry now, <laughs> but um, Red Dog, have you ever seen that piece of shit? No. Um, okay, yeah, they got mining from fuck, uh, money from mining. Mm. Um, so firstly, unethical, bang right on that front. But um, Yeah, really? Yeah, well, yeah, most of their... So that was their, their private investment was from a mining company. <laughs> That's for um, sure. And... Um, uh, the recent one with the the singers, oh, I can't remember the name, that uh, Weinstein bought. The um, singers, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it was like uh, the Aboriginal singers that yeah, went to... Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you know, it it's it's like um, anything with singing and dancing in this country. It's just It's all just like polite crap yeah like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it, it's not that there's that that australia is missing good filmmakers either. no no there's no. there's a ton of good filmmakers here just they're never going to get given a chance like because anything that's worthy like your film would never get up here yeah right, right um your film's brilliant and um you know it is um uh sexually uh, overt about sexuality and comical about it and stuff like Australia, so it's British conservatism. Mm. It's still like a little puritanism in there. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't look past. I, you know, I've always, I, 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 I typically have to sell the movie as subversive to get it, you know, where it needs to go. Yeah. But, but it really kind of has a. It's really just about a bunch of people who love each other. Yeah, you know, and and that, that's the weird part. There was like. So so when it's kept out by conservatives, I'm like, did you see it? Did you think about it? Yeah. Did, you, did you just look at like this is actually a fairly tame, you know, it might be about sex, but it's also about relationships and love, and it's not sexy even. It's not yeah. even arousing in the least bit. No, well, it's a, uh, the character development's awesome. Like the character dynamics in your films, fantastic. Well, thank yeah. you, thank you. It's it, I think it has a lot to do with those non actors and and knowing who they are and. You know, a lot of people often are like, they're not going to get all the inside stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They're going to know that it came from a place of honesty. And they're going to know it came from, like, yeah, that was probably a conversation those guys had in real life. It doesn't really matter because it's part of the, the greater plot, but it colors it. It colors the reality and the honesty of it. But did you, so we haven't talked about the uh, the, the origin of the festival. Oh, yeah. So you're, so, the, so, so, so you're this angsty <laughs> filmmaker going, like, I'm tired of all this. Yeah. Is that what inspires this? Um, yeah, well, it was two things. Firstly... You built a little bit of an empire at this point. I've, I've been at this festival for the last four days, and there are a lot of people coming to this thing. Somebody feels the same way as you. Yeah. Well, I, being being connected in that sort of um, teaching scene and stuff and sort of being connected at a really grassroots level to um, filmmakers... Uh, we realized that, I mean, our stuff wasn't getting out there. No one would screen our stuff. Um, 
and um, we knew there was a lot of people making similar stuff that no one was screening their yeah. stuff. So um, it was a natural sort of um, progression. And also just, um, you know, being sick of going to these festivals that just do never get the films that we want to get. And it's like, what about this film? Why isn't this coming to this country? And um, so, yeah, so all of that sort of coming together. That's why uh, we do have a lot of filmmakers here at this yeah. festival. It's definitely a filmmaker's um film It's almost festival. like a filmmaker's conference, really, in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah. Like when, when I spent time down at the bar area, it's really just about trading notes and having conversations like these. That's and awesome, that, yeah. For me, that's, I live for that shit, you know. Well, we really look to um, South by Southwest. Like we would love it if one day it could turn into that sort of thing. But, yeah, um, yeah. we think they're doing really good things. So, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, we have had conferences in the past as well, like where people actually at Sydney College of the Arts would give talks. And mm-hmm. um, so uh, we had to sort of cut back on some of those things because it was just, um, uh, it's better to sort of concentrate and do one thing really right and uh, then expand slowly. So so this is year six. Yeah, this is So year. it started in uh, t- 2006. Uh, yeah, 2006, yeah. Um, well, our first year was in 2007, so 2007. Oh, okay. Nine, yeah, yeah, because this counts yeah. as the sixth yeah. year, yeah. So um, has it changed? Has it? Is it the same festival but just bigger? What's what, what's no, the evolution? No, it definitely changed. Um, uh, we've um, become a bit more cutthroat with our programming. Uh, I think we're a little bit more relaxed. Like um, we've gotten a keener eye for, for films, I think, um, uh, so we've learnt how to program a lot better. Um, we've um, learnt our audience a lot mm, better. So we've mm. we we because at, at the beginning we didn't know our audience. Uh, so you we, were mostly going off your own taste. Yeah, what you wanted to screen as exactly. opposed to considering what the audience might be. Yeah, so it's kind of like making your first feature. You don't yeah. really consider your audience in your first feature. It's only the second and third that mm-hmm, you start mm-hmm. thinking about their reaction. So, um, so we try and sort of. Uh, never lose sight with the festival about what the, the the ethos is of the festival, but at the same time, um, how the audience behaviour re- uh, relates to that, and you know, so what we look at what sessions sell out, why that's all out. So, so we learnt a lot of that stuff, um, and we're getting better at PR and marketing, which. Um, you know, it's it's sucky to to talk about that for an underground film festival, but we need to survive more than a festival that's funded. So, we, so. we need to understand that a lot. Yeah, you better. guys were. I was I was uh, on King Street in Newtown uh, yesterday, and there were flyers for the Sydney Fringe Festival, which seems like that's that might that's a bigger thing, right? Oh, it's definitely funded. So yeah, it's, it's funded. Yeah, it's but you guys were either partnered up or you were in there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They. It's they, weird to see my wife's ass under some random publication yeah. in the middle of a store. I was like, yes, I made it. I did exactly what I wanted to do. I made her ass popular in the, in the Australia. With the French festival, um, they came along uh, about a year or two, two years after us, um, and. Um, uh, yeah, and they kind of um, really like what we do, so they kind of partner up with us. So okay. we're not really connected, but at the same time, uh, because they kind of came on our weekend, kind of in our territory, they kind of acknowledged that and sort of went. Well, and if they're also if they have the money to to put out some of that press, yeah, exactly. Then if you can get folded in, why not? Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you've been you've been selling out crowds. I've been I've been here every night, and it's been, it's hard to find a seat. So oh, so you're doing something right. Awesome. Um, what do I want to ask about? Uh, Programming, because um, you are also the programmer. You, you yeah. you're watching these movies, yes, you and Kath. Yeah, Kath and I. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
because I've I, I've submitted to lots of places. It, it, a little bit of a shotgun approach on this movie because it's it's one of those tough things where it's like is it too subversive for these people but not enough for these people because you know, either a festival says we're fucked up or <laughs> or they say like we like we like to show fine films and yeah. there's not a lot of kind of in between stuff. Um, it was clear that you. It was clear to me that you watch all these movies, and you get. I think Kath mentioned four hundred and fifty submissions this year. Something yeah, along those lines. Th- this year was yeah, it was close to five. Yeah, and um, in past so you years, can't it's watch been it. you can't watch every second of every movie, uh, but you're not, pop- no. you're popping them all in though. Oh, absolutely, and and the logic is like, um, uh, say it's a feature, we stick it in and give it a good like fifteen minutes to to give us a reason to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, even if it's absolute crap, we'll watch fifteen minutes of it. Nice. Um, and um, and if by the fifteen minute mark hasn't given us a reason to keep watching, we're popping it out because our audience will just walk out. Yeah. Um, so and I think that's fair. Fifteen minutes, you know. So it's um, fair, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and um, with shorts, you know, like a good three to five minutes. Um, and sometimes you know shorts are only two minutes anyhow. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but our track record with um, shorts are actually really good. We screen something like something like twenty five percent of shorts that get entered. Oh, and nice. up, yeah. So we actually do watch all the films, and so there's some 17 year old Australian filmmaker right now listening to this, <laughs> who is like, "How do how do I get up on one of those Sydney Underground screens? What are you looking for for this um, festival? Uh, just anything that um, uh, I know it sounds really simple, but that's um, pushing some sort of boundary or doing something different. We, uh, as, and this is one of our core uh, uh, ethos. Um, I don't know idioms Mantra. or mantras or whatever. Yeah, um, is um, that we feel that a lot of festivals, uh, it's just a big marketing circle, mm-hmm. just a marketing circuit. Um, so, um, and it kind of promotes sameness. It just promotes uh, a homogeneity in amongst sort of um, exactly what you're describing with with uh, the the what was it screen Australia screen Australia screen yeah. Australia and th- th- that incestuousness. Yeah. So, so what we're trying to do is the opposite of that. We try and promote difference, um, diversity. So. Basically, you, you're doing something different. We want to see it. Yeah. Um, whether it's um, pushing some sort of ethical, moral boundary, uh, whether you're doing something aesthetically different, whether you're doing something different with characters or narrative. Um, yeah, we want to see it. So. Yeah, it was it was ironic. Um, I'm sitting there in the shorts, uh, one of the short, short sessions. I can't remember exactly which one it was. It was two days ago. <clears throat> and uh, one of my classmates at Emerson College has a film here. And I'm like, oh, you don't say. So we started talking afterwards, and then a few films later, um, one of the professors, Paul Toronto. Oh right! Oh yeah, great! I, I know him very very well. Oh and, yeah. And Greg Hansen, who did a, a Sinkhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I was like, I totally know these guys. This is great. this is great. There was a. I was told to. The reason I know about your festival was I was told to submit by, um, by a professor at Emerson, uh, Catherine Ramey. She's an experimental filmmaker, and she's like, submit to Sydney Underground, and I was like, okay. I just, you know, I just, it, anywhere that they might play me. And the irony, of course, being that there, there are festivals down the street from me who didn't even send me a fuck you letter. Oh, really? I took a DVD and chucked it at, you know, the Pacific Ocean over here with you guys. Yeah. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's why I just, especially as soon as you, you were responding to my emails and, and seemed to care about the movie, I'm like, oh, I'm there. Cool. I'm so there because awesome. um, the, you only get so many opportunities to screen your movie. Yeah, well, we like, um, uh, the, that's the other thing too with our festival. And I mean, if only we had more resources, man, but um, we've learned that you're better off um, having a selection, a good selection of films and looking after each film individually. Mm. Um, it's just 
better for everyone. Like I've been to festivals where they don't give a shit. They just throw it on, no publicity, no nothing. Um, you know, hardly get a crowd there, and um, it's what we didn't want to be. Are, are 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 a lot of festivals not founded by filmmakers? Is that really because it's it's clear to yeah. me that you're a filmmaker, so you care about the films, you care about the filmmakers themselves coming to the festival, and that you really kind of founded it as somebody who cares about film. Yeah, it's is. I mean, who are the, who are these festivals funded by? Uh, well, a lot of it's yeah, just like uh, in Australia, it's definitely government, um, yeah. uh, government funded, and um, they get a lot of lots of um, uh, critics and curators, and, um, and you know, it's a mixed bag. There, some are really amazing, and um, and some sort of aren't. Um, but um, uh, it's just different politics, so that they're. they're, they're because I come from a filmmaking background, that's at the forefront of my yes. thinking. So, um, and Kath as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so yeah, so I think a lot of, um, film festivals don't do that. Um, and I've had this experience, um, uh, you know, you haven't got a marketing trail, you haven't got a distributor behind you. They don't even look at your film. Yeah. You, you enter it in and, um, uh, they don't look at your film. You pay this money and no one ever sees it. It's student crazy. Academy Awards are huge in the States. And um, they, they have these Student Academy Awards, which oh, are wow. actually put on by the Academy Awards. Yeah, that's um, great. Of, of arts and science. Yeah. Um, but what you find, it, it's, it's, it speaks very much to what you're saying, which is uh, there's a regional nominee. Well, there's regional nominees and then there's regional winners of every region in the United States for the ultimate award. Um, and if you even just get nominated. You could be the kind of guy who hasn't gotten to any festivals, nobody's responding to you, and if somehow by some miracle you get nominated, only then are you approached by every right. single film yeah. festival in the country, and you're going to end up playing everywhere, and every program is going to look the same. Yeah. Because they're they're using other other people's festivals and other people's methods to vet their program. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all they're doing. It's that whole, um, it's that whole marketing trail thing. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, once, um, they're once, letting somebody else take the risk. Yeah. Once South by Southwest plays something or whatever, then, you know, that you look at like most festivals here, even we get a couple of South by Southwest titles, but, um, uh, or, um, Toronto, uh, or Khan, like yeah. everyone just fights yeah. over them. Cause yeah. yeah. Um, it's, but there are, you know, in in uh, the US, there are some really good fuck off film festivals there, man. Mm-hmm. Um, one to watch out for is Minneapolis un- Underground Film. You've been festival. mentioning to me. Yeah, I'm going to submit to it. Yeah, it's you look at their program, you just go, man, these guys, and they're connected to a university. But you're like, these guys have balls. Like, they know what they're doing. Um, really nice, fresh programming. Um, um, Chicago Underground, you know, they're, they're still really good, but not as risky as yeah. as uh, Minneapolis. Um, Arizona's awesome, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's like Albuquerque Underground or something. Mm. But you get and you notice that they're playing the same titles. Yeah. So it's interesting because they 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 go with that indie risky one. So yeah, um, uh, there are good um, film festivals out there. Um, Perth Revelation Film Festival in Australia is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so that's not an underground. That's P- Perth Revolution. A, a Perth a Revelation. Yeah. Um, uh, there's um, why I think it started as an underground thing or something, or something like that. So it's got these grassroots yeah. sort of. Um, you know, they're the only festival in Australia that ever played us. Um, it took a risk with us, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and because uh, I guess that's what the festival see it as risky. It's like, well, these are you know no name guys made a film for you know, 10 grand and or five grand or whatever. And, um, uh, you know, how am I going to market this? You know, um, 
So, yeah, it's unfortunate that a lot of film festivals have to, especially the government ones, they should be supporting super indie stuff, you know. So that's a perfect segue into the, the thing I just want to end on, which is you, you were talking to me about something fascinating to me the other day. This is very much not like this in the States. We have ratings boards. We have the MPAA. Oh, yeah. You don't have to be rated. Nobody has to be rated. Oh, wow. You, yeah. you, you, you can just go out on your own limb and be like, good luck, you know. Uh, try try to get screened in a in a mainstream theater without oh, a rating. Right. But what you can do is you can rent a venue and you can show whatever the hell you want on your own. Absolutely, that's awesome. You know, I, in in the past, I used to four wall it with universities. You know, just go to a university, yeah. say, "Can I get the space?" and uh, try to get some local press, and people will come. That's and awesome, nobody yeah. knows what I'm doing. Nobody knows what the movie is. I just bring a DVD. Yeah, yeah. nobody cares. <laughs> not your experience. No, right? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about this idea of. Applying to not be rated. Oh, yeah. So um, we have this system. We have a classification system. Um, and when you distribute something, it has to be rated. Um, you cannot distribute anything in Australia um, unless it's rated. Um, now, for film festivals or one-off screenings, um, you can't just go off your own back and screen something. They'll hunt you down. They, they've hunted me down because I thought I could four-wall it too with my first feature. Mm -hmm. Next minute, I'm getting a phone call from the classification board. I'm like, how did you even find wow. out about this? That's um, fascinating to me. Like, I had no idea how they found out about this screening. Um, They're looking out for people like yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so, and what you have to do, you have to apply to them. Um, you have to say, this is what the film is. This is what the content is. Like, this is the physical breakdown of what occurs. Um, and then, um, then you get permission to be exempt from classification. Yeah. So you have to uh, you have to apply for permission to be exempt from classification and if you don't get that permission, it's technically banned. Mm. So yeah. You can't screen. You can but you can't screen it and no one can screen it in the country. Yeah. So if you you were mentioning um you would hand it okay, so you've um you've programmed 47 pieces. Yeah. And you have to submit to them synopses and t and uh titles. Yeah. And they go through all of them yeah. and then they flag them. Yeah. They go Toes and butts. I want to see it. Yeah. Although that didn't happen with yeah, ours. Yeah. I was because because the next thing you said was yeah when they start to get concerned about the content you need to actually kind of give them a written documented play by play yeah. of you know at this point she's doing this and then she's doing that which I was like if you have one for sexually frank I'm gonna frame it um, <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't happen uh, I guess the synopsis got through which I was surprised by I was like the, with a title like sexually frank you'd think that they'd be like. They're not that, like, I mean, they're not monsters. Uh, they're control freaks, but they're not monsters. Um, well, so it seems to me like the, the issue is that they, they can be monsters if they, they, it sounds like they have the power to be monsters. Oh, they absolutely. and they did with, like, L.A. Zombie. Uh, they banned L.A. Zombie. They banned Human Centipede 2. Yep. Um, oh, uh, that can't screen in Australia? Human it got, it got recut, then it got, okay. yeah, um, a Serbian film got banned, and again, had to be recut to, so they had to take that baby fucking scene out of there yeah, or whatever yeah. you know. no baby fucking in the country. <laughs> um, no baby fucking down here <laughs> um but what our experience has been really good with them um uh, you know it's annoying um uh, but we've what, maybe we just have a good officer in there that we work with yeah. um it's a little bit stalinistic or some shit like you know it's a bit fascist um but um like i said it, it's it's really the issue of they can tell you no yeah you know no really nobody can tell me that if if, if i um, fund a private event. If I use my money to rent a theater, yeah. you can't tell me what I can do in it, unless it's outside of the law. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that we can have sex on the stage. Although, actually, we probably could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, cool. But yeah, it, it is interesting that that whole process. And I guess the way I approach it too is like, um, 
I kind of try and turn the tables on it because all these systems and, and you'll find Australian general is like this. Um, I don't mean to bag Australia out, but there are some British systems in place that yes. are really fucking shit. Um, and it's sort of designed to take responsibility away from the individual. Yes. Um, so the way I, I, I try and flip that, especially with our, um, uh, relationship with them, it's like, um, well, you're um, you're f- helping us um, just get these screened. Uh, so I, I try and look at it like that. So, um, you know, I give them every reason to screen this film and yes. give them every reason to not say no. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's unfortunate I have to do that. And, you know, it does show a lack of freedoms, but I take responsibility for that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, or else it, it's, um, I don't want to play into their trap of taking responsibility yeah. from me or the festival. Um, well, as an outsider, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to, color it too darkly because I've been watching these films and I saw a film last night at this festival about fucking donkeys and they were fucking donkeys on screen yeah. uh, throughout most of it. Um, it's, it it's, so they're pretty good. They passed that. Somebody so. is letting this go yeah. by. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's an interesting difference. Um, but it sounds like it's because there's there's so much government involvement. It's really The, the, the film industry is heavily subsidized by California uh, state law. Right. And the MPAA was founded by government officials, but not by the government. Right, right. Um, the MPAA has its own share of problems, but uh, all right, man, this was way fun for me. Uh, oh. I'm gonna put this put this up, but uh, uh, Stefan, ladies and gentlemen, the nicest goddamn person in <laughs> all of Australia. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Thanks Frankie. Thanks for doing it, man. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye.